I'm Chanel Shaw. And I'm Katie Persia McGrady. And this is Ave Spotlight. Before every episode of Ave Spotlight, Chanel and I usually chat about the coming episode, who's our guest, the conversation we're going to have, and then after the episode is done, we decompress a bit, we process it, we fill in any gaps or holes that we feel the episode needs. And that conversation has developed a, a really great friendship between the two of us, and so this week we decided our final episode for 2020 would just be a look back, a conversation about the year, a conversation about what we've learned, kind of a snapshot of those conversations we have before the interview begins. So today's episode is all about 2020, the year we've had, and 2021, the year we're looking forward to. How was Christmas? Um, it was great. I, <clears throat> I went to my sister's house, so my, most of my family lives in New York. So I went to her house and spent time with my niece who is about to go to college next year and my nephew who is two. So it was a good hodgepodge of like, you know, just, you know, two year old energy, um, (laughs) does not want to be touched anymore. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't yeah, it doesn't love me the same way. Um, and then, you know, my niece is just teenage energy. So most of the day was just making TikToks and, um, I did see know, the roll call about, video. Right. Yeah. But she's a genius. So, and just talking about clothes and, you know, boyfriends and high school stuff. So it was really good. Very relaxing. I felt super grateful that I got my COVID test negative. And so oh, I could just sit with them and eat good food and yada, yada. How was yeah. yours? it? Um, Laura's home, right? She is. Yeah. So my sister's in town. Um, she's been home since before Thanksgiving. So she got tested, came home and just decided it wasn't worth it to go back and forth twice and like get double exposed. And then with my surgery, she was helping and you know, the whole nine yards. Um, so yeah, so she's been home two kids under three for Christmas is it's like, um, (laughs) this is a, a parental, Hey, if kids are in the room, maybe, turn off the volume because we're going to talk behind the scenes Christmas. Um, (laughs) It's a lot of work to like make the magic happen, even though it's like, Mm. I mean, Christmas is good, whether they get one thing or 10 things, it's not about the things, but it's still like, you want to, you know, like you want to bake the cookies, you want to decorate the cookies, you want to put out the presents in a fun way. You want to make sure that like everybody gets time. And, and, and so it's just, Tommy and I were both saying today, it's like, I don't think I've been this tired all year and it's not because we haven't been doing things all year but it's like it's just 2020 kind of came to a head of like this christmas has to be perfect oh, because the yeah. whole year hasn't been oh yeah and you re- and your kids don't really know right that, but right. you're like well i gotta really make this a thing like my sister had her little nephew over at the house too and he's five and mm-hmm. we were about to fall asleep again parents if you're listening to this with your children you should turn this down at this part but <laughs> We were falling asleep and he was talking to me and he was like, I can't wait until Santa comes tonight. And I was like, that is awesome. Like, I'm so happy for you. That's great. He can't miss his house because of this big tree. And he was just talking all about Santa. And my older sister was downstairs in the basement, like sweating, (laughs) wrapping gifts. Like she was like, dude, she was like, I am so tired. She's like, I got to wrap all these gifts, but you have to keep Junior upstairs. Like you you cannot let him even open the door. We're trying to make this. And she has like the Santa 
tracker on her phone. Oh yeah, the NORAD. Like... We watch NORAD <laughs> multiple yeah. times. I watch it even as an adult. Like I just think it's kind yeah. of cool what they do with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there is this. We had this kind of a. Um, I don't want to say a crisis, but like there's this big debate in Catholic world of like Santa versus Saint Nick versus like mm. we want our kids to be grateful for the things that we've given them and. Like we we are very pro Saint Nicholas is generous and he loves Jesus and so like that's a part of it, um, but I did I definitely like I told Tommy I was like I don't know if it was just because of the storms, just because of the fact that like she wasn't in school for half the year and now she is and so like there were all these fun Christmas things at school it's like I just I went hard like we just like leaned <laughs> into it and I was like we are baking something every day we are doing a Christmas craft every day we have three advent calendars <laughs> we have two nativity sets you can play with the Dude. tree was up the day after Thanksgiving and then we like waited to decorate it we did like the liturgical living gradually decorating things but I just I mean like at the end of 2020 like thinking just back on the year it was like I'm glad and I, I mean, it sounds like for you too, like, I'm just glad, like we had a good day for family oh, amen. To, ju- yeah. to just like to be, cause it's, oh, it's yeah. been a, a tough year. I mean like that, yeah. I don't know, the weight of it is just really kind of hitting me. Like this is the last Monday of 2020. Whew. Thank oh, God. It doesn't God. mean next Monday is just going to be automatically perfect, but like, but I it am- just feels like, it feels like the year, like every time people would be like, it's going to get better during mm-hmm. this year. I was like, but it's just this year. It's like, it has tainted. Mm-hmm. I can't, we just need to transition to like another, like a 2021. Like, we but did you see just... that? Did you see that meme? Is anybody else worried that the ne- next year's name is literally 2021? <laughs> and I, was like, yeah. I read yeah. it out loud. I was like, oh no. Oh no. I know. I saw this one that was like, it was this funny TikTok of this guy and he was counting down for new years. And it was like three, two, one. And then it was like, it was like, what 12 1201 mm-hmm. but it was still 2020 and yeah. 2020 just never ended and I was <laughs> like oh stop. my gosh yeah. yeah so yeah. I don't know it, I think I'm most looking forward to being able to write 2021 like the numbers mm. because then it's just like the end but then I also don't write a bunch of things with the date on it so I need to like <laughs> yeah. force myself you'll find yeah uh, I'll Katie's find these writing checks I'll just start day. writing checks and sitting yeah. cards <laughs> like, like I just not? really wanted to write the the numbers yeah yeah. Um, I mean, especially like looking back on Spotlight and like it's it's still kind of a baby podcast. Like we've only got um, a couple dozen episodes that are, are gradually growing. Like even thinking about the, the trajectory of the show, bringing you on as a co-host, the topics that we're digging into. Um, it's been fun to watch certain things grow in a COVID world. Like does that like creativity wise, like I was just scrolling through Instagram this morning I was like, this artist launched a whole new product line and that writer now has a book deal. And like, it was just, it was mm. cool to see like all these different creatives and people that I follow and interact with, things happened. And and then for some people, things didn't necessarily happen. Like they just survived. And that's, that's great that's too. still impressive. Yeah. Yes. Like, like we made it. I mean, what's been, I, I guess this is a, a valid question here reflecting on 2020. What's been your favorite part of the year? Ooh, okay. You know, if I can look if I'm looking at everything in retrospect, Mm -hmm. maybe in the moment, I didn't think this, but I spent the first like, oh gosh, like mid February through June in New York with my niece. I was watching her Mm -hmm. Um, right before COVID. I remember having a convo with somebody. I was like, did you hear about this new cold? Um, And then I went to New York to hang out with my niece. I was supposed to only watch her for a week. um, But then my 
brother-in-law got stuck with my older sister and he never got to take his flight back. So I ended up being there for like five months because Cuomo cut shut all of New York down. And so, um, yeah. And so being able to spend time with her because I moved to the East coast to be able to see my family more, Mm -hmm. um, being able to spend time with her and, uh, even in all the mess of her teenager um, was just so nice. And now we're, I mean, we've always been friendly, but you know, um, I'm also her aunt. So there's like Mm -hmm. that line, but I think just being able to watch movies with her and like hear her talk and wash her clothes and just like live with her, Mm -hmm. um, was a super blessing this year. And just that intentional time with family, um, and also buying a million plants, if I'm being selfish and just talking about myself, <laughs> buying a million plants, fostering my love. I went from something really sentimental to something very um, narcissistic. Look, I am the best plant mother there ever was. I was going to so. say plant, plant. It's like people got really into plant life. Right. Or, or baking. Like those are the two things. Yeah, I and feel we like both you, did that. <laughs> I was like, I feel like you are the queen. Every time I open Instagram, I'm like, wow, Katie has pie weights she is just like killing it with the cookie racks like how are how is tom not like four thousand pounds (laughs) i guess it was like the second week of quarantine when i told him so i guess backstory first of all i love that family was a huge part of 2020 for you like i think especially going into 2021 because that's now the theme of the year. Did you see that with Pope yes. Francis? Like it's year of St. Joseph. And he was like, oh, you're the family. Like Joseph yeah. is part of the family. <laughs> got to add the family into it. And I want to be like, can Joseph just have one thing? Can he just get one? Everyone was so pumped about it. I, I'm still going to be privately celebrating, you know, the year of St. Joseph. Yes. But it was, so in, I guess it was January. Of, it was during Christmas break. Um, Tommy was home from school. Obviously Rose was not going back. She went to a little pre-K2 program before COVID. Um, the stand mixers were like 30% off at target. And I'd always kind of said like, that's a stupid thing to have on your counter. Like, unless you bake every day, you don't need a stand mixer on your counter. But I saw it, it was 30% off. It's like, you're losing money if you don't buy that. So I pulled together some gift cards that I'd gotten for Christmas and I went and bought one and it sat in the box for like a month. And then I finally pulled it out on the counter and then it became the thing I think I've used the most in 2020 because it was like, well, we're home. And supply lines might get cut. Like I was super paranoid at the beginning of like, we're not going to be able to get bread. We didn't, we didn't hoard toilet paper. We just like bought an extra case of it, but, uh, or like pack, like not like (laughs) we didn't have a closet. You didn't have like a whole basement of, no, but it's like, I'm going to learn how to bake bread. And then it became, oh, well, pastry seems like a really fun Mm. thing to do to the point where like literally every Christmas gift I got was something involving baking so tommy in the second week of quarantine told me he said hey i re-upped my beach body subscription um which <laughs> i i used to use all the time pregnant mm-hmm. you can't really do hardcore workouts like that so i was like well that's probably a good idea because i fully intend on baking even more <laughs> i'm never gonna stop yeah i saw that he got you a book too like a baking book yes yeah, so do you watch british bake off oh i have not i have not entered okay. into that world yet you should enter into the world the first, the first judges were these two people, Paul Hollywood and Mary Berry. And so mm-hmm. Mary Berry is this like famous ba- pastry baking chef in England. And so she has a cookbook. She's a quite a few cookbooks, but this one, anybody that wants to bake, this is the one to get. It's just like simple recipes. So they're good things, but there's only like five steps. And sometimes like with baking, it's a science experiment, right? So like you can have mm-hmm. all these different elements that get have to get involved in and like, if you have too many ingredients, it can get super complicated. So yesterday I made gingerbread, like not the cookies, Ugh. just like gingerbread. Mm. Um, and 
these vanilla blueberry muffins with a crumble oh top. Oh, oh my gosh. You talk about, like, I could sell those muffins. That's how good they were. And it's oh. just like straight from the recipe. So, but like to connect that to the church or to faith, like there was, <laughs> because, you know, it's Catholic podcast. Yeah. <laughs> there was a moment in the summer where like quarantines were still happening and lockdown was still happening, but the world was kind of like in that weird normal phase before it all started hitting hardcore again, mm-hmm. where I was, I was talking with our neighbor across the street and they're not Catholic. Um, and when COVID really like masses were shut down and things weren't happening, the pastor of our parish, they literally put Jesus in the back of a pickup truck Oh, I saw and drove him around to the territorial areas of our parish. So for like nine to 10 hours, every Sunday, he was like, they, Jesus was in procession through our town. And so we would, it was usually hit our street, like six o'clock in the evening, we'd go outside, we'd kneel, Jesus would drive by. It's 30 seconds of him driving like down the street and then past our house and then going. Well, like the second or third time it happened, I, I brought cookies outside and we like gave father in the back of the third pickup truck, some cookies. It was like, Hey, like here's a snack to sustain you on your drive. Mm-hmm. Um, not disrespectfully, Jesus was in another truck. Oh, sure. Those who are confused, possibly. I'm sure you like, didn't like was, run after that. Like, yeah. I mean, called it the reverse Jesus parade. Cause it's like Monday <laughs> parade throws you things. And I was like throwing cookies in the back of his pickup <laughs> truck. Like here, father Trey. So I had some extras one day and I brought them across the street to our neighbors and they like said, thank you. Like we see their kids all the time. And then I did it the next week and then I did it the next week. And like, we just, you know, became friends. And I don't necessarily know that a, I would have ever brought them anything if I wasn't baking, but like mm. B also like COVID gave us the opportunity for Jesus to come to our neighborhood and for us yes. to talk to our neighbors across the street. And then when the hurricanes hit in August and then in October, it was like, they became, we talked to each other every single day because our houses were damaged and we wanted to know how our neighborhood was. And like their daughter, she loves to rollerblade. So she literally cleaned the streets so she could rollerblade up and down the street. So it's just like this weird camaraderie happened over the baking and over the COVID. And so it's, I look back at 2020 and maybe you can speak to this too. And I, it was awful in a lot of ways. And I think a lot of people agree with that. Um, but there's also distinct moments of, of blessing that I, we can't just write off, you know? Totally, for sure. I think it's, yeah, there were distinct moments that I could think of spending time with my niece that I was like, wow, this is a core memory I will never forget. Like her making me, and my, and my, the rest of my family, they're like Christian. They're not um, practicing Catholics. It's Mm -hmm. just me. So like um, watching Sweeney Todd with her, she made me watch it. And I told her I didn't like gore and she lied and told me it wasn't. She told me it was just a musical. Um, but like watching Sweeney Todd with her, I cried the entire time because it was so scary and she was laughing and singing the songs and making fun of me, but just core memories of spending time with her and then spending time with my sister and being able to be an uplifting person throughout Mm -hmm. all the things that were happening and being able to lean on them as well, I think was something that my family doesn't experience often because there's like never a time when it's just like tragedy after tragedy. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think, I guess, 2020 really provided a lot of opportunity for me to be able to be more present to my family and in not like a, hey, it's Christmas and Mm -hmm. it's Chanel and then she's going home. But like, hey, I know you're really struggling and like, I'm your sister and I would love to be here for you. Or like, I'm your aunt and I want to hear how you're processing this. So those opportunities to like love my family better I've, and my friends were like mm-hmm. primo. My yeah. Favorite. I think my sister would probably 
say something super similar because she came home for mm. spring break and then just didn't leave because it wasn't she didn't need to go back. Um, yeah, and she it when Rose was born, she was she just started Canon Law School, so she wasn't around. I mean, she was home for holidays and like they had a good relationship, but now all of a sudden they had this six months of uninterrupted time. Like Laura moved home, and so Rose had a built-in best friend playmate and Aunt Wawa, and that. Like we can hate the year, but I can't hate that. Um, yeah, for sure. You know, like I, I, I really can't hate 2020 because Claire was conceived, grown, and born in this little, year. I like she's like little, a proper 2020 baby. She is. Um, she's gonna like really change the world. I, seeing, right? Like she, seeing that baby like laugh and hearing her little, yeah, watching her little smile and then like watching how much she is loved by Rose almost oh. to the point where I'm like, Rose, I think might squeeze that baby to death. Like there are I, times where we, <laughs> yes, there are moments where I we, love her less Rose back yeah, up. When I see the pictures of her and Claire, I'm literally like, I know behind the camera, they're like, dude, you gotta back up. Yep. Less. So <laughs> yeah. for Christmas, we, um, Santa brought a nugget couch. Have you heard of these? Oh my gosh. Yes. Those are yes. really trendy with parents. And kids. They are, yes. they are the, we are official millennials parents now we've been yeah. on the wait list for a nugget for a long time we scored mm-hmm. one um it was one of those things where it's like do i really need to spend it's basically a glorified futon but yeah like you but she can just, like build things yeah and... you build things like it was a spaceship this morning right now it's a little drive-through shop like the way that wow. you can like just set up the cushions and it's just endless mm. imaginative play so it's set up for christmas morning and we come out with them and you know like oh my gosh look what santa brought this is so great and the first thing Rose says, it, so we had it set up in like a tent formation. So the base mm-hmm. is on the floor and then the thicker ones are like as, as a triangle. And she said, let's roll Claire down. <laughs> I said, no, no, wow, that's no. a great oh, idea. Yeah, How about not using the baby another as a slime time. Yeah. Oh, I love that. She was super into it. And so like, again, I think I, I say, I, I mean, like we find the positive, like at the same time, like you have to acknowledge that intense suffering that's a 9 11 a day that is happening due to COVID and like the people that are are gone and almost like completely just not even registered like as a collective country i feel like we don't know how to grieve and so we just kind of like are moving past it which it's it's, you know like i really do think that there needs to be some intentional sitting in the sadness of what is happening not even like what has happened but what is happening um so i guess that's my my second question slash like as we're sitting in the grief and the sadness and the reality of 2020 grateful for certain things, but like also acknowledging the toughness, um, our normal question is like, what do you have hope for in 2021? But like what, I guess to, I guess the way I want to phrase it is this. If we recognize how tough 2021, 2020 was, how are we going to honor what we've learned and how we've grown and the people that we've lost in 2021? And like, where, where's our hope in that? Does that kind of make sense? Like, yeah, that does make sense. I think like, I mean, I think just even having conversations that are straight up and being transparent about how challenging this year was, Mm -hmm. um, and resting in that, I think that is the healthiest way. One of the healthiest ways to, to honor 2020, and be like, this was a real year of our lives that we all survived by the grace of God. Um, but then move into 2021 with gratitude. I think it's by resting in the year, acknowledging it, being transparent, 
having open conversations with our family and friends. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think through that we can, we can, it makes it easier to learn, you know, like, Hey, this is what I actually learned from this thing. But I think a lot of people that are like, well, you know, it wasn't that bad. Well, you know, it's only kind of older people that got mm-hmm. sick or like, mm-hmm. you know, it's only whatever. Um, it's harder to learn lessons when you're not acknowledging what actually happened. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, just being able to be like, you know, this year was really hard. There are key moments that I can identify that I was just really struggling. And so mm-hmm. was my family. But then there are key moments from those moments that I grew closer to my sister's and my mom that I talk to every day and my dad, you know, and my friends that I've never had conversations about those things with Mm -hmm. that now I have, now they understand a part of me that I didn't even know existed, you know? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. all of those things can help roll into the new year with like, well, now that they know this part of me and I know this part of them, we, our bond is stronger because Mm -hmm. we've learned things, you know? Yeah. So, so I don't know. So that's what kind of what, I've been thinking about lately is like in the new year, I guess, just applying those lessons of like, well, this year was really hard and that's okay. But mm-hmm. I learned this and I'm excited to yeah. keep on growing as blah, 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 blah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. I think for me, it's, it's the family thing too. Like the, I learned this year that I'm actually okay with being at home. You know, with like mm, travel schedule retweet. in the past, it was very much like a, you know, home for four days, gone for three, home for three days, gone for four, like kind of on this weird, you know, rotation because that was, yeah. that was my job. That was work. And then in March, my last event, I was in Missouri in the Marriott parking lot and Tommy text Rose was just having a really hard time going to bed mm. that night. And she kept saying, I just want mommy. I just want mommy. And I'd been gone. It was the fifth night and it was the last one for a while. I didn't know it'd be the last one, probably like forever. <laughs> um, and Tommy just said, we just need to maybe have a conversation about your summer schedule because I had quite a few like five and six day stretches planned for the summer. Mm-hmm. And we were just realizing like, it was just tapping Rose out. Like she just wanted mommy time. And yeah. that, you know, there's a mom guilt that goes with that. And that's not what this episode is about, but we got home and then like, things started canceling. And then it was like, it's not safe for me to fly if I'm pregnant. So like, I need to cancel some things. And then the world just completely fundamentally changed. There came a moment in April, you know, in the midst of learning how to bake and just like, you know, figuring out our routines all home all day long. It's like, I actually really enjoy pouring into my house, like pouring into my family. I can still do ministry things. I can still be creative. Like it's not, it's not the same, but maybe that's a good thing, but I really like it. Like this theology of home almost like this, like investing in my people, and I'm I'm okay with my identity kind of shifting from on the road to in the home, yeah. Uh, but you know, so I, I'm still kind of working through that. So I'm like leaning into that more for 2021, especially as like some travel does kind of come back, and like we are sure. making plans for the summer of ministry things that I hope really happen for the sake of the young church. <laughs> um, yeah. But like also now factoring in, okay, can they come with me to this? Like we're doing a life team camp. Mm. Okay, great. They gave us a house for that. They're coming with me. Um, I've got a work camp in DC. Okay, great. They can come with me to that because Laura's going to be in DC, so we can all stay together. Like, Aww, you know, trying to like awesome. factor that in. So I, I think awesome. that'll be good. And then for Spotlight, we've got some great plans. Um, we've got some awesome guests for January, kind of all about resetting in the new year. Um, February, we'll lean into the Lent content. Uh, so I think, 
all in all, we can't complain, right? It's been yeah. I was like, all in all, who would have thought? Literally, yeah, right. Over the summer, I was like, oh, you know, just sitting, and I was like, man, you know, I should start working out, and I would work out every other week, and I just was so proud of myself, and then I would just eat donuts and like watch Law and Order, and then <laughs> one day, you know, I. Vanessa was like, you should take over Katie's thing. And I was like, wow, I've seen Katie at conferences when I was a teacher, you know, blah, blah, blah in New Orleans. And, and then here we are friends. Who would have thought? I actually, so this is, did you, you worked in New Orleans, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you know, Father Daniel Green. Yes. He is. He was my spiritual director. Yeah. Like it. He's a dear, dear friend. The other day, he told me, he was like, I was listening to your podcast. You know Chanel applied for your job, right? I said, wait, what? Oh, my gosh. You applied for a youth ministry job at Our Lady Queen of Heaven. Years ago, yes. And that was my job. And I wasn't part of the search at all. I remember, like, applications coming through, like, blind applications coming through and reading them. But, like, names were not attached, and I was not part of the hiring process. I forgot. And And I was like. I don't, I think I knew that. Maybe I didn't know that. So it's like, there really, there wow. was a connection long before, but I like neither one of us realized it. So it's that just kind of, you know, so, God's got a way. That is so funny. Yeah. I, wow. Wow. Father Daniel had, was like the first person I met when I moved to New Orleans at my school. And I, he's so awesome. I, I remember I talked to him one time and then two weeks later, I was like, Hey, do you want to grab dinner? And we sat down and I was like, so oh, yeah. I was like, so you're really great. And I don't know <laughs> if this is weird. Cause I don't know you. Um, and he was like, but you want me to be your spiritual director? And I was like, what? And he was, he knows. Like, oh. he was a... like, I knew the first time I talked to you that I should be your spiritual director. He's got a sick sense. He, um, he, is. We, He's awesome. he didn't baptize Claire and he didn't baptize Rose. So the joke now is that we have to have a third so that he can baptize the Oh baby. yeah, he is. He is like it. So that's he, I, that's such a he does. World. He invests in family life, which I really I really love about him. So well, Chanel, we've hit our time limit. I mean, we've gone oh, over sweet. it, but we're gonna keep it. We're gonna keep it all in. Oh um, sweet, okay, yeah, for sure. So we'll see everybody next week on Obvious Spotlight. All right. You know, it's been a crazy year. I think everybody can agree been a heavy year. I think many of us have experienced a lot of hardship. Ave Spotlight has hopefully been part of your year, has been part of your processing, has been part of your learning, and we hope that you continue to listen. We hope that you maybe give us a rating and a review, share the show, get more people listening to it. We've got great plans for the coming year. New guests, new topics every Monday, right here, wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. Just a quick conversation about things that we hope will help you grow in your faith, learn about what's going on in the world, and process things from a Catholic perspective. We're so grateful you listened to this week. We will see you next year.